0: If you're dropping it in for some like T, just e- extra. Well, not quite. But Trentor T a thing because it uh, should be. Ex- ex-
1: What's up, guys? Welcome back to Drugs and Stuff with Dave Crossland. I'm Scott McNally, and all of our programming is brought to you by you, the people at Patreon. If it wasn't for Patreon. I don't know what we would do. So, thank you guys very much for supporting our shows. Uh, We're brought to you by Strom Sports Nutrition. For those of you in the UK, you want some good health supplements, great health stacks, performance stuff. Of course, true nutrition.com use our code think they're our title sponsor the first company that ever supported our programming and of course um we're brought to you by evalbloodanalysis.com get your lab work done by dave and last but not least supplementsource.ca for your canadians get yourself some ephedrine for a good deal plus they have great deals that
0: change week to week dave so is this a non-monetizing episode i mean we're gonna still try no, okay. I'll we're be gonna able. try.
1: Why were you gonna? You're gonna flash? Well, I,
0: I've I've not been able to swear for the whole of the last episode we just recorded, so I'm just gonna get it out of my system. But if I'm not allowed to, I won't. It's fine.
1: Mm, you can get it out of your. Go ahead and get it out of your system, and I, I can edit it. Go ahead.
0: There you go.
1: Okay. Thank you. Um, That's good. I've got a topic for you. Surprise! I bet you didn't know I had a topic. It relates to one of our questions. I don't even know if I can find it out the gate, but it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So I'm not even going to try to pull it up. I'll find it like two hours later after. Listen, guys.
0: YouTube Welcome isn't monetizing the this show. show.
1: Listen, Welcome it's hard to try show. when YouTube doesn't want to monetize us, Dave. They, we do our best. We try to put together good information and work within their guidelines. Here's the deal. They actually do monetize it, but they, they leave it for review. And it takes like two weeks, and then two weeks later they're like, "Oh yeah, okay, yeah, you can monetize this one." And guess what? We already got all the views we were going to get off of it. So,
0: like a day late and a dollar short, YouTube. Could could we then? Well, we could do drugs and stuff, home edition, or something, and we can talk about cooking and DIY and life hacks and all that sort of stuff.
1: I got something better. I got. Are we doing?
0: Are we doing? Are we doing the word of advice thing as well this week?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, we should do that at the end. Dave's, yeah, Yeah. Uncle Dave's advice. Well, stay tuned at the end for the show for that.
0: Uncle Dave's thought for the day. How's that?
1: Okay. Yeah. Now, how about this? What's the least amount of trend that you can use to make progress? Um, Basically, the guy's question was he said uh, he heard me talking about using 150 milligrams of trend per, per week and people getting progress with that. He said, What do I think? about 60 milligrams per week would that do anything so what's the least amount of trend you can use uh, and still get progress and i guess we're going to assume that they're already running test as the base
0: i think the issue here is more their experience and uh, if you say for arguments sake and 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 i'm not for one minute condoning or recommending this before anyone twists it if you did your first or second cycle and you dropped in even fifty milligrams of trend, I think you would see something from that if you yeah. were very early in your usage. but I think anyone who's probably got a bit of experience, I would say you're probably looking at around the hundred mark so
1: you think a hundred would be the least amount to to see yeah. uh, and, and, and I guess what are we looking I guess you know here let's 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 look at it this way Dave. What are we looking for? What do we define as progress? Does it mean additional yeah. gains from it? Or does it mean you feel stronger in the gym? You know, Because I bet but, you could get a little strength off of a small amount.
0: I think there's also a, a bit of a trend, or there has been a bit of a trend, for people to just drop in a low-dose trend for other reasons. And, and I'm not a fan of that. If you're going to use it, use it because you want to use it. If you're dropping it in for some... Like just Tee? extra well not quite but trying you know, do a thing
1: because uh, ext-
0: e- e- extra just <laughs> for the sake of it then I, I'd know if you know if you're if you're already well into the grammar cycle sort of cycle and you're going to say I' gonna say, I'm gonna do 500 tests 500 master 500 tests 500 prima but I'm just gonna add 100 mega training in i I'm, I'm sort of on the I don't really see the point.
1: Yeah, I'll tell you what, man. My first cycle with Trend was kind of sucky. I got all the side effects they talk about. I got the insomnia. I got the night sweats. I got the crazy dreams. I felt edgy all the time. I felt irritated. I felt hot. I felt uncomfortable. I made incredible strength gains. I made awesome size gains, and I got ripped. All of those things. Only like three of them were beneficial and the other... You know, seven really sucked. So the next time I ran it, I went as low as I could. And this is back in the day when we used to make our own from the pellets. I went, I started at 25 every other day. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I did get benefit from that. Now that's about 100, right? Uh, 75 to 100, you know, is what it would Mm -hmm. come out to per week. I felt like I got benefits off of that. And then I, you know, bumped it up a little bit, went to 35. And eventually I went to 50 or 70, something like that. I would say for me, I noticed it along with a test base at like five hundred milligrams per week, but you know, yeah, I, I think you are right, man. I think one hundred is probably about the minimal. I would, I would think See, for for somebody who's experienced.
0: I think when you when you get into a gram and, and, and above, you are not gonna get. You are gonna start finding it difficult to know what's doing what. Yeah. And I think 100 is probably going to get lost in that scenario. Yeah. And I've, I've, people said stuff like, oh, well, I'm taking it just, just for this reason or for that reason. And it's like, well, no, if you're going to use trend, use it. If you're not going to use it, don't. Um, I mean, I find it quite weird that your use of trend is pretty much the exact opposite of my use of trend <laughs> uh, and also pretty much opposite scale of amount of use of trends so I used a gram and a half and got bugger all problems you <laughs> used a couple of hundred and it messed you up oh dude
1: I used 75 every other day because that's the way it was dosed at the time yeah. And, uh, you know, parabolin. remember years ago, they used to dose Trend at 75. Do you remember that? Like, that, yeah. that's a lot of times. Because they were kind of mimic, mimicking, like, the parabolin, I think, dosing is my guess. but
0: it's 78, wasn't it, parabolin?
1: Yeah, 76, I think. Was it 76? I, okay. I mean, we're we're arguing two milligrams, though. So it's but the that's, reality.
0: That's, that's Trend Hex as well at the end of the day. It wasn't yeah. Trend, yeah. But, it but I think,
1: trend like, like milligram wise, I don't know why they did it, but it was all 75. And I ran that with with a milliliter of probe. Hundred pro, every other day, and man, I was irritable. But it was early on. Later, I feel like my response to gear changed. And I mean, dude, I had run higher dose train at one point, like a milliliter per day, seven, you know, seven hundred a week, and I was just like cool as a cucumber contest prepping. You know, I don't know.
0: Hmm. I would love to know why they withdrew Parabola. Yeah. Because. Unless you know more, and you may do, my understanding is that the French company that made it withdrew it with no explanation. They just withdrew it.
1: They are probably concerned that people were getting too jacked.
0: Well, I'd love to know why. Uh, I, I mean, there obviously had been something. There must have been a, a negative or, or, or something that happened for it to go. I mean, it may have been completely not related to drug and a financial thing or something. I don't know, but I'd love to know why. I bet
1: you that one of our audience members knows. They should definitely tell us. If you know why Parabolin was discontinued, uh, you know, comment, let us know. Mm. I wonder how many of our listeners used actual, real, legit Parabolin, if any of them did. If you also, that's another question. If you ever used legit stuff, like maybe you're an old school guy, you're watching us for whatever reason, let us know. Did you use real Parabolin?
0: It's because it's he can't change the channel in the, the nursing home.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the nursing home gets stuck watching us.
0: Oh, um, yeah.
1: Go on. Uh, we had a question that I thought you could be very helpful with because it related to kidneys and kidney health.
0: Okay. we got to get, in,
1: get into our questions here. So, Joshua says, uh, question about my creatinine levels. Back in 2019, It was 1.44 milligrams per DL Uh, last month it was 1.28 and the new doctor wants me to go to a kidney specialist I asked her if she knew about cystatin C testing and she did not I asked if she thought that my levels might be high um, because I have an above-average muscle mass and exercise regularly she thought that it wouldn't affect my levels should I get a new doctor?
0: So there's, 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 there's advantages and disadvantages here. So obviously exercise does affect your creatinine levels. Um, so does muscle mass. Not to the same extent, uh, but exercise will have a greater impact if you are more heavily muscled. And generally they recommend about four days of rest to remove the influence of exercise. Hydration also has an impact and eating a high-protein or red meat meal prior to testing will also elevate your creatinine levels to some extent They're not as dramatic as exercise. So, yeah, your doctor doesn't know what they're talking about in that essence. However, the fact that you have a doctor that's going to forward you for more in-depth kidney checks is potentially a bonus because she doesn't know, Jack, you're going to get a kidney workout, to make sure that there is no problems Hmm. and then you are 100 percent sure because the problem is our first stage recognition of 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 kidney function is egfr and that's calculated from creatinine it it is a mathematical calculation using creatinine using your age and using your sex and there is also a a factor if you are afro-caribbean which is not always used uh so afro-caribbean if you haven't had that factor in you want to times your result by 1.2 just so you know um that's your EGFR result, not your creatinine result. So it is open to a lot of influence. Uh, but at the same time, yes, training will raise creatinine. Yes, dehydration will raise creatinine. Yes, a protein meal will raise creatinine. Yes, de- um, muscle mass will raise creatinine. But so will knackered kidneys. And you don't know either or. You only know that you're creating levels are raised and that your your lifestyle could have influenced that. But your lifestyle could also have influenced damaged kidneys. So, um, you know, it's worth periodically at least following through and just double checking and making sure everything is spot on, or at least having a and see. You can
1: remember we have to pay for this. That, you, like, if she if he goes for testing, ah, I right, don't know how good okay. his insurance is. But that might be, okay. you know, hundreds of dollars uh, to get yeah, the testing Yeah, I done. mean, and I'm not,
0: I'm not very up on the ranges for the Americans, so I don't know how significant those levels are within range.
1: I think that he should get retested What's, the, highest? What's the range? Uh, I'd, I'd have to look get... up to see the range. Uh, but I, I think he should get retested. And what if he were to take two days off of training and make sure that he was properly hydrated. I'm not saying overly hydrate, but what if he just hydrates normally? If shouldn't his like if he's healthy, shouldn't his normal his levels reflect a better number then?
0: Yes, he should do. If he's healthy, they should come down. Uh, you will find that even. Let's see if I can find the um, the range creatinine, NG. Yeah, one point three. Okay, what was he? One point four is very high.
1: Mm, let's see here. One point four. It's one point
0: very- two. Well, oh, I thought you said the previous or one point four. Yeah, it was
1: one point four previously, and now it's one point two eight.
0: I wouldn't expect a 1.4 unless you trained the morning or literally sort of six to. Eight I hours would think sleep.
1: within the last 48 hours of training personally, like not I, a
0: 1.4. I could see 1.2 being that, but I, I would, I would, I would be shocked to see 1.4 if you train within 24 hours. Yeah, I'd still be concerned at that. Yeah, one point two, no, one point two within 24 hours. Okay, yeah, fine. One point two within 12 hours, yeah, okay, but one point four, no. Well, the,
1: the range is up to 1.3 though. So,
0: oh, sorry, I'm getting mixed up.
1: I apologize. Yeah, so 1.4 uh, yeah. isn't, is just, he's just a little over. At yeah, no, 4. no, sorry,
0: that would be fine. Yeah, I mean, um, I think UK range upper limits 104. Anything up to about 120, I would normally write off as being training influenced.
1: Yeah, I don't think he has an issue, but no, I would, I, I would apologize. get retested. And man, personally, I'd find a doctor that might know, like understand athletes. You know what I mean? Like this doctor seems like she has no understanding of, what what an athlete's blood work is going to look like and i think that you know what they do a lot here dave is if something is out of range they don't want to have that on their their hands so they turn you to a specialist so they're like oh this is out of range i don't know what's going on i'm going to send you a specialist and basically that covers their butt so that you can't sue them
0: yeah, I'm sorry. I was thinking 1.1 for some reason. I don't know why. Even though I was saying 1.3, I was thinking 1.1. So yeah, I was okay. Thinking 1, 1.4 is quite a significant jump, but no, at 1.3, yeah. I if it, I would suspect that that would be environmentally influenced. Yes.
1: All right. What else do we got here? Because I know we had a bunch of different drug questions. These guys love the drug talk. We talked about the best gym question. Um, what about this one? I've heard people talk about switching compounds every six weeks. What's your opinion and this on this approach? Would it be beneficial to switch from MAST to Primo six weeks into a 12-week cycle or vice versa? Um, how does that offer more than simply upping the dose? It doesn't. Yeah.
0: So one of the arguments used to be that you need to change compounds because it changes the interaction with the receptor, which is just not true, quite simply. Um, There is an argument that changing compound will present the body with another set of signals, which is true, because compounds, signal strength and stuff does vary from compound to compound. And the other argument is that it will vary the stress factors that you're putting on your body under, which again, to an extent, is true. Hmm. If you switch within families, uh, particularly with DHTs, there isn't a huge change between Primo and Mast. Mast, I would say, is probably slightly stronger milligram to milligram. Primo is slightly more sophisticated milligram to milligram and a little bit less on health-wise. Uh, but other than that, there's, they're still going to present the same risk factors in the sense of lowering HDL, lowering estrogen, that sort of stuff. Um, so there isn't really a huge advantage... Um, Changing compounds, there definitely isn't any particular advantage in the way of it, it. It's a better thing to do rather than increasing the dose if you want to increase the gain side of things. It's more just different. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. What about
1: this guy then? We'll just kind of whip through a bunch of them if we can here. Uh, NPP beginner, is NPP beginner friendly? or is EQ beginner friendly? I've used test enough till 500 milligrams, Um, anything over 500, I get sides. I want to add a bulking compound like NPP or EQ to increase my anabolism, but everywhere in internet, people say uh, Nandrolone is safer than EQ or the other way around. NPP being shorter ester sounds appealing, but it is a 19 nor. The EQ is longer ester, and some people love it. Um, what would you advise? Thank you.
0: Keep up the good work. I, I'm curious as to, is he getting size because he's not managing his compound? Yeah. Um, which, if he is, then there's, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but is that what you get? Are you getting size from high estrogen because you're not managing estrogen correctly? or is it elevated DHT or just elevated tests in general that's causing you problems? If you're really experienced with the management of compounds and their effects, then I would say definitely EQ over MPP. I would say EQ is an easier drug to manage than MPP is. And if you're getting sides at tests at 500 and they're estrogen-related, then adding MPP is only going to increase your estrogen and potentially then create your sides. So I would definitely say that EQ is the easier drug to cope with from a sides point of view and generally needs very little management apart from blood thickening type of stuff. Um, Whereas MPP, you're going to have to look at prolactin. You're going to have to look at estrogen. So it's much more complex to manage the drug.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. We got another one related to EQ. About to start his a test a cycle of test 750 EQ500. Would aspirin, NAC, and high dose vitamin Bs um, help me to some degree? What would you advise? Um, been using gear for years, or maybe it's four, four years, but uh, the first time using EQ. And then he says, asking for a mate at the end.
0: <laughs> so, sure you are, DK. Sure you are. Um, aspirin I'm going to say this I've said this a million times I'll say it again Aspirin Has very little impact On thinning blood Unless you are Over 322 milligrams A day I think it is um, Aspirin Does however Reduce clotting Yes One of the side effects Of thicker blood Is a higher risk of clot So it's not that It's not useful It's just that a lot of people Take it for the wrong reasons Yeah Um so aspirin does help, uh, and it would help. Um, I'm not so sure that VIT-B is going to have much influence in the way of managing sides. Um, NAC will give some liver and kidney support. I, th- I personally think there are better, better supplements for, for those areas, but it's not a bad one either. NAC is is perfectly viable. Um but, uh, yeah, so there you your areas. You'd still need to monitor blood thickness. You wouldn't just be able to take aspirin and go, oh, let's forget about it.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. The only way you could really manage it is, I mean, really make sure that your hematocrit isn't high before you start would be a, a huge mm-hmm. help, right? And mm-hmm. then yep. duration and dose on that cycle. Mm-hmm. And then make sure that you give yourself time. Like, it really is that simple. If you take time off, then it, it may get thick. But, you know, within reason, that may not be a terrible thing. You know, but like you said, clotting risk aside. And then from there, let it come back down to normal before you continue on.
0: Yeah, I mean, you obviously, you can look at blood donation, blood light to so thin your blood. You can look at neocinates or... Is uh, peptides? IP6 uh, as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and even cardio. Cardio helps uh, lower blood thickness. Yeah. Um, I think you and I have
1: both seen that, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. Because you saw that, right?
0: Mm. Well, the other thing is it's, it's one of the issues around endurance athletes. They have low emo yes. and low red blood, blood cells because of excessive cardio. So we see it in other sports as well. Um, so, yeah, cardio has, a, has an impact on blood thickness too, which is the one that I think a lot of people forget about for managing blood. Yeah. Uh, But you're not going to know without checking. So and an FBC test, even over your end, is relatively cheap. It's not an expensive test. All right.
1: Hey, related to that, it says, um, what are your thoughts on keto dieting on cycle? Does high red meat consumption increase blood thickness? I really love keto, but I don't know if I should do keto on cycle. Awesome content as always, guys. So one of the things I, I did when my hematocrit went through the roof and that's due to lung issues, um, on TRT levels of gear, you know, test, um, was increase the cardio, remove the vitamin C and remove red meat. You know, you're going to remove that iron and then remove the vitamin C, remove the transporter, right. Of iron, um, that, that did make a difference for me it probably wasn't the i mean i was eating red meat once a day but i mean it i don't know I, I, how little red meat do you think you need to eat or how much red meat do you think you can eat before it causes an issue i guess it'd be different than everybody wouldn't it
0: yeah, i think daily is gonna have an impact but i also think you don't need red meat for keto so true um, you true. can still go keto without red meat
1: yeah that's very true all right um anything else we want to cover here before we go Dave I know you have pillars of strength coming up so we'll mention that Um, oh we'll, we'll close with this one hey guys great show as always I have a question if you don't mind answering for me I am considering trying injectable D-ball. I will use it very low dose, 15 IU on an insulin syringe. The underground lab I'm sourcing claims that it's the equivalent of 50 milligrams of oral D-ball. I'd like to administer it pre-workout. Do you think it's a good idea um, to pin it locally into the muscle group that I plan on exercising? I'm currently on a test base of 125. So, if he's doing fifteen IU's, that would be seven milligrams of D ball pre-workout. Is that even worth it?
0: Right? Is that seven? Hmm? Yeah, it would be. Yeah, seven point five to be exact. But yeah, it does seem a bit low. Um, I would have thought sort of fifteen to twenty milligrams would be more where I would be starting at if you've not used before. Um, I mean, it should have a pre-workout impact. There's definitely no no concerns there. Yeah, but But it.
1: I remember listening to uh, an episode we did of Muscle Minds. Scott looked at uh, steroid esters and how quickly they would break down. And if you were to inject it into a smaller muscle group, it would break down faster. The half-life would be shorter. If you would inject mm-hmm. it into a muscle that you then trained, it would break down faster. So if you were to inject it into the muscle that you're gonna train, then it may get some sort of a you know quicker release, but the reality is it's gonna be non-esterified anyway, so it's going to spread. There's no, I don't think you're going to get some additional benefit of site-specific injections with that other than maybe the sensory feeling of having it in the muscle that's being
0: trained. What do you think? I believe from a science point of view that there is a potential physical cleaving of the compound from the ester in the sighted muscle, but that the real-world impact of that is negligible. Um now this isn't esterified anyway, so that doesn't right. apply in this case. but there is damage or some damage to the compound by physically injecting it. or there can be <laughs> and you can physically cleave the ester through the process of injecting into a muscle. but the amount that you do is very very minimal uh, and my understanding is that there is no actual real world. Impact at higher androgen levels within that muscle. I've always pertained well, sustained, whatever word I'm trying to use here. Um, I've lost it completely now. Uh, I've always argued that if nothing else, there is a psychological impact, and there is a pain response impact that helps with connection, and that's been the way I've always looked at sighting. Yeah. If I if I cite a muscle, I feel it. I know it's there, but that only works in small muscle groups. It won't work in something like a quad or a glute because the muscle's too big and the localized pain is too small an area.
1: Yeah. I like injectable D-ball. Like, it's... I found it great personally. Never, that, you know, never used it
0: actually. Never, never, never ever used it. It would have been something I would have liked to have tried. And obviously not now, but yeah, 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 it was
1: good. It didn't, it didn't affect my appetite the way the oral did. You know, it didn't get the digestive issue. <clears> it. And it was definitely like um, the best word I could use is like a cleaner effect. It was definitely stronger too. Like if you took fifty pre workout, it was it felt stronger than fifty. That's for sure. Because I mean, you don't have to digest it and break it down. You know. It's well, you're not really, losing
0: anything through dietary fats either or non-dietary fats, should I say. So you've not got any fat absorption that makes it pass through. Like you said, the, there's more active compound actually yeah. getting to the receptors and it's around the system. I mean, it's it's literally a matter of seconds before that's fully circulated once it's entered the bloodstream. Yeah, yeah. it's um, good. And, and obviously the dissipation from a smaller muscle group into the bloodstream is going to be much, much quicker than the larger muscle group.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and regardless, you know, being that it's not an ester, if you take it in, I, and I would use the oil-based, I know that they used to have the water-based years ago, like it was coming from Mexico, that was popular, oil-based, take it maybe an hour and a half, hour and an hour before training, you're going to be fine, you're going to be just fine. Dave, you got uh, Pillars of Strength coming up, right? Yeah. It is an online, interactive course, um, several, seven, is it seven lectures?
0: Yeah, seven weeks, uh, roughly two hours of lecture, though, sometimes shorter, depending on how much engagement people, how much people participate. You can ask questions. You can ask questions. It's live and interactive, or you can, you all get the recordings. Uh, There's a WhatsApp support group. We cover diet. We cover training technique and exercise. Uh, We cover compounds, what they are, how they work. Uh, We cover effects of drugs, managing those effects, health markers, reading bloods, designing cycles. So if you're
1: not watching live, you get the recorded videos. There's homework, all of that Mm -hmm. last seven weeks. I'll have links to connect to you on social media if people are interested in that. Um,
0: It's got the seal of approval by Matt Blevins as well. Matt says Pillars of Strength is an amazing course. Highly recommend he did. What, he did. Uh,
1: what about a little uh, little dad advice for us? Oh, and we're brought to you by truenutrition.com. Use our code THINK. Uh, thank you for everybody who has been using the code. It definitely helps to support our programming. Strong Sports Nutrition in the UK. Uh, supplementsource.ca for our Canadians. And thank you to everybody from Patreon. Uh, whether this show gets monetized or not, there's going to be a complete crapshoot. So thank you because you guys are directly making this thing happen.
0: Dave, we need I've some... Got- Yeah, Yeah, uh, Uncle
1: Dave. Uncle Dave advice. What would be a real wisdom for
0: us? Two? Do you want want two because they're slightly related or do you want one and one next time?
1: Give them both to us. Then we'll do something fresh next time. How about that?
0: Okay, so the first one is Duck. The animal.
1: Oh, okay. I thought you were going to hit me again.
0: No, so you see the animal floating on the water you see the instagram post of the new car you see the social media post of the good physique you see the holiday you see the lifestyle what you don't see is the duck's legs kicking like buggery under the water what you don't see is the hard work the person does to achieve that car holiday lifestyle nothing apart from on very rare occasions, and even then you could argue there's a cost, is achieved without hard work. And whatever you think that hard work will be, double it and then you're probably getting close. Success in life takes a huge amount of hard work in one form or another. It might not be physical, it could be mental, it could be time spent online, social marketing, whatever, but it takes a huge amount of hard work and it's one of the things that we don't realize or expect. It's something that's not communicated very well about the level of work it requires to be successful. Once you are successful, then you'll find success is much, much more easier to achieve. Being successful breeds success, but to get successful in the first place takes hard work.
1: Yeah, people ask us all the time, they're like, Dave, Scott, how did you guys become superstars on YouTube? and we're just like we put in the hours right
0: just putting up with you (laughs) is hard work what's your other one Uh, so the other one is one of the things people constantly moan about is I don't have time to be hard working I don't have time Uh to do X, Y, Z yeah you you do
1: don't have time to follow a diet you know you You do
0: you're just lazy with your time you always have time There is eight hours of required sleep. Some people can get away with seven or six, but most people will operate perfectly functional on eight. That gives you 16 hours. If you work an eight-hour workday or even a 10-hour workday, that still gives you six hours. You can be productive with that time. Even just dedicating one hour a day to improving your own knowledge, Whatever it will be, learning a new skill, practicing something, reading a topic, getting more intelligent about something, one hour a day. So it's not taking up loads of your time. That will progress you massively in life.
1: Thank you, Dave. Guys, thank you for tuning in and listening to Dave's Uncle Dave Advice.